Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. there and what is going on ladies and gentlemen boys and girls or as I like to say children of all ages you better be in class right now but either way you know what time it is 12 o'clock eastern standard time which can only mean one thing it is time for the Steelers Blitz which is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler right here on the Steelers Nation radio in between the two of us well one has an amazing head of hair the other decade-long NFL experience 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 but either way it's up to you to decide but the one thing that we do do with this show is have a lot of fun we're fact-based we are not serious though <laughs> but we are very interactive so make sure you hit us up on the twitter.com at the body 52 the body at wesley euler the good hair and speaking of the good hair how you living over there playa playa it is officially the pregame show. It's the pregame. It's the pregame show. We're starting show. the pregame. The official pregame show. The pre to the pre to Come the pre, pre, pregame. Come on now. Yes, uh, Motsi, it's been a busy week. It's been a hectic week. Mm-hmm. It always is, right, when the, the team plays on a short week. Eh, Thursday night football. Can never get enough of that, I right? I tell you what. I mean, yes and no. It's don't a bless- you, it's don't the bless- you love it? It's the blessing and the curse, don't right? do you love it? Like it's, it's the blessing and the curse. Um, cause it is, it is fun Thursday night, you know, you're the only show in town type thing, but it also, you got your prime fired up. I got my pro. Well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be there in the booth at First oh, Energy, oh, at First oh, Energy that, Stadium. That's right. So. right. He said, he said, he said, I don't worry about you first world problem people. We big dogs over here. I ain't Salute. streaming nothing. I'm watching Salute. it with my own eyeballs. Salute, Bessie in the house. Um, but you know, with all that, you take the 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 schedule that you normally have in six or seven days, and you have to condense it down to four days, and so it's it's been a little hectic. You know, I'll be. Uh, shipping out tomorrow. I'm not going. I'm not going out tonight because there's no hotel rooms in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. because they have like seven different conferences going on, and Amazon bought like 700 hotel rooms. So there's hey, no hotel spender, rooms man. in Cleveland. I like it, man. <laughs> so, uh, so we driving out tomorrow. Long day tomorrow. Quick turnaround Friday. Busy week. All that stuff, Motsi. I was going to ask you. Does that mean you driving up and back? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the long haul then. Oh, Make sure you got yeah. your coffee on deck. So yeah, so Friday, when you come in here on Friday, I'll probably have an IV of coffee yeah. just, just right into my into my arm. You can hit me with the I ain't been to sleep just yet. You know, we had traffic, and you know, something was up. It's always something. Every Mike, time, it's always something. Mike Pursuit and I are going to be fighting for couches yeah, to dude. sleep on in here. <laughs> but the good news of all that is, right, we'll get some nice reprieve this weekend. But it's Stillers, it's Brands, and, I mean, geez, we're, we're what, uh, less than, than 36 hours away, so... Look giggity at, giggity. Look at that quick math for your toes. I see you staying light, baby. I like that. But man, Somebody's this is what you want, man. It. When you're talking about AFC North football, doesn't matter short week, doesn't matter middle of the week, doesn't matter if it's the weekend. We know this is going to be one of them games, man, where you throw the records out the window and it's all about who's going to make the less mistakes and who's going to be the more physical team. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I'm super excited about because it's less glamorous. It's less about the X's and O's in matchups yeah. like this. It's more yeah. about, man, can you just go out there and beat the guy across from you? Because that is the energy in these matchups. That is the mindset. Thursday you know, night. When you're on there on that field like that. And because another context when you're talking about Thursday night and why the physical element is more prevalent than the mental is because from a, on a short week, man, you're not changing a lot. They're not coming out here and going to have a brand new scheme, brand new call, brand new identity. No, what you saw on Sunday, you're going to see an extension of that, maybe little tweaks, but that is the game plan. Now, for, you know, depending on what team you're talking to, you (laughs) might like that or you might be a little bit uh, fearful of that. Yes, yes, I'm sure that's exactly what a lot of our listeners didn't want to hear. But the one thing that I will say, and this is why for me, man, why I am optimistic about this is because, as I said on, uh, well, I, we didn't get a chance to talk on this show, but on sure, some of my other sure. shows, stuff like that, I've talked about that, you know, we did have some positive things going on off there on offense. We did have some good situations, but the problem is it wasn't enough of it. Now, why am I optimistic on a Thursday night? Because we're not going to introduce a ton of new concepts. So you're going to expand upon what you already know. You're mm. going to expand upon what you're already comfortable with. And if the biggest critique right now, and we're talking Mitch and Matt Canada, is, hey, man, are you trusting him? Is he trusting you in the sense too of— Too conservative. Right. Is it too conservative from the quarterback not taking chances, or is it too conservative from the play call and not calling up certain calls? Well, when you're talking about a short weekend, both of these guys are saying, well, hey, man, we got to trust each other. We're not going to put a ton of new stuff in. I saw what you did well on Sunday. I saw what you struggled with on Sunday. Both parties, this is what we're going to maximize on. This is what we're going to expand upon. And I think those are some of the areas where we should feel good, where we should hang our hat on it. Because once again, when it's the first two weeks of the season, hey, Wes, is it okay that, you know, you're not going to look perfect in the first two weeks? To me, it is, yes, no, 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 but to, uh, what if, what if, to most of Steeler Nation, it is not. We're not asking about Steeler Nation. Remember, we haven't got to the tweets yet. When we get to the tweets, we'll include Steeler Nation. Ooh, They're I, not included right now. I'm this scared. is an Arthur I'm, and I'm, Wesley Euler conversation. I'm scared for that. So, Arthur and Wesley, after two weeks, it's okay, right? It's, it's understandable. Well, yeah, I was going to say, not, I, don't it's it's, uh, I don't know if it's well, okay, but okay, it's okay. expected. So, put it like this. So what's the difference between expected versus okay? You're still at peace with it, correct? You still might want more in the end, but at the current state in the present, not the future, not the past, the present. If you're already saying that, hey, I expected it to be bumpy at the beginning of it, that is a form of acceptance. That is a form it of is. being at peace with this. Not saying that this is finished. Sure, just sure. at this particular junction of the journey. I, I do think there's a, a little both there because, mm-hmm. okay, you've got you've got kids in school, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Oldest KK sophomore in high school, correct? Yeah, let's go. 
if she comes home with a with a bad grade on a test uh-huh. and says to you, "Yeah, but Dad, I ex- I expected to, to to not do well on this test." So full transparency, we've had those conversations. When it's expected, that's it. It's expected, and we say, "Okay, we knew you weren't going to do well on this, but what are we looking forward to? The exam, Where's the, the midterm." And that's the part that we're saying, hey, I already knew that you were going to struggle. You know why? Because, hey, man, you were sick on Friday. You didn't get a chance to study on Saturday. We had to go out of town on Sunday. We came back to test Monday morning. You weren't going to do well on that. Man, see, I wish I had you as a parent instead of my parents. Well, it's through trial and error. (laughs) I've learned from when I was a child and how I was parented as well. And I say, well, I like these concepts. I don't like these concepts. And that's what I try to implement with that. Because what's... What positive is going to come from me destroying her for that test? Even when I know the context, it's kind of like saying, hey, why is our offense not averaging 30? When you know, okay, we have a new quarterback. We have a quarterback that regardless of if you think he's good or not, he's not been Roethlisberger in his prime. So expectations were going to drastically fall short because we're expecting Hall of Fame play. Sure. But what good is that going to do if I just say, hey, man, if you don't give me Hall of Fame play, I don't want to have a quarterback out there at all. Or you don't give me Hall of Fame play, I'm just going to bash you every single time. Right. Is that going to change you having a Hall of Fame quarterback? Do we no, have a Hall of not. Fame quarterback on the roster currently right now that you are willing to put your life on and say, yes, we do? No, we do not. Okay, so if we do not have that, that is the point of yeah. the whole thing of expectations and saying, hey, it's acceptable right now because this is two weeks into the season. When we talked about prior to the season starting, we said, hey, man, if you're going to make a switch, you want to at least know, is he really good or is he really bad? You're not going to know that after two, two games. games. Yeah. Two games. No, that's two, like, like it's, it's the two smallest of sample games. sizes. And it's not like it was two games in week 10 and 11 or week 17 and, and, and 18. We're talking about week one and week two. Why just think about that? Week one and week last year up until week five, people thought the Chiefs were a bad team. I don't know if you know where they finished that last year. It was times <laughs> last year where people looked at the Buffalo Bills and said, man, they're frauds. They lost to the Tennessee Titans on Monday night last year, and I will never forget. It. Hey, man, that team ain't like that. And where did they finish? Like we, the Cincinnati Bengals for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah. Where did they finish? But we're the only ones that, in this context, think that hey, it had to be perfect after two weeks. And if it mm-hmm. wasn't perfect after two weeks, you blow the whole thing up. Fire coordinator, uh, switch out coaches, switch out co- uh, quarterbacks, make this switch, make that switch, make that switch. Go sign this guy, that guy off free agency. Yeah, and it's after two weeks. Two weeks. I'm not surprised. You shouldn't be surprised. I'm not surprised. But that's why um, I wanted to talk to you. There's there's, there's two things at play there, right? The first is, you know, we the mantra of the standard is the standard. And a lot of Steelers fans, they they, they don't want to hear about patience. No, but right? before we get to the standard of the standard of the patience part, we understand that they're situationally standard as a standard fans. Let's not lie about oh, that. Oh, you're absolutely if right. If you're going to say standard as a standard, it goes full, uh, full compassing, right? When has the standard been booing our guys? When is the standard been not showing up when we're losing? Eight and eight season, right? Don't act like we forgot that. Standard is the standard. So when you send that back this way, I'm sending it right back towards them with that same energy. The second part of this, Motsi, and I've said this once or twice on the show before, and every time I do, I get someone who tweets me like, no, you're an idiot. But it's the truth, particularly amongst people our age. Mm-hmm. So people that are in their 30s, maybe yes. you're in your, your, your 20s as well too, our relative age group, Steelers fans are spoiled. 
Oh, 100%. And rightfully so. They deserve to be. Steal and and don't get me wrong. You'd you'd rather have it oh. be that way than the other way around. Come on, now. You'd rather never, be spoiled. We would never complain about being spoiled. Than be a don't New York that? Jets fan. Don't you right? do that? We would never complain about that, baby. But that's just the reality as well, too. Again, particularly the younger generation of Steelers fans who Ben Roethlisberger's been the quarterback for for well over half of their life. They had Hall yeah. of Fame quarterback play for 18 years. They had a team that 8 and 8 was a disappointing season. Mm-hmm. They had, you know, a, a team that legitimately for a long stretch there of about a decade was a Super Bowl contender, went to three of them, won two of them. People don't want to hear practice patience. People don't want to hear it's only two weeks. People Mm -hmm. don't want to hear this was expected if you were being realistic. They just want to hear us crush crush Mitch Trubisky and Matt Canada because it hasn't been good enough yet. It certainly has not. Moats and I aren't arguing that either. But it hasn't been as bad as people have made it sound either, and that's the context. So you're telling me it hasn't been a Mona Lisa, Mm -hmm. but it hasn't been a preschool finger painting either. So when we say that he's been fine, (laughs) fine is literally the definition of what? Just, you know, average, good enough, not great, not terrible, just fine. Mm Mm-hmm. No, and, and but was that a surprise? No, was not to that, well, not, not not I think to to you know if you if you went into it level headed, and we're getting a lot of tweets you know already. Scott's tweeting us you know I'll speak to the current state of Steeler Nation, all capitals. We want Kenny right now. There's a reason Mitch has been a backup and struggled with the Bears. I remember a rookie quarterback coming to Pittsburgh and winning 15 games in a row. He's no Ben, but he can't be worse than Mitch. That I think from Scott is. 75-80% of Steelers fans, I think, echo that same sentiment right now. And with all due respect, that is why they are fans. <laughs> <laughs> because how can you legitimately say that when you're going to base everything that you're going to be projecting on Kenny Pickett off of, what, three preseason games where he has not won against a starting defense at the NFL level for four quarters, and you're going to give me talk about what he did in college. Forgive me, but that's not going to move my needle to make me feel like he's that much better or even better because you're projecting and you're hoping the optimism should be there because we all want him to be good. But as fans, we only look at it from one side, correct? Yep. The same way we go into every season, it's where we're going to be undefeated, right? The same way last week when we beat Cincinnati, we were beating our chest. This week we're overreacting, saying the sky's falling because we're 1-1 one and, one and we lost Cincinnati, by three points. It was, look at the schedule, we're going to start 4-0. Oh, so Now it's, oh, this team's going to be 2-6. and six. So with that being the case, that's yes, what, you have to take the context in of what if Kenny were to come out there and struggle? No, 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 no. Don't, don't respond to that. Scott, what happens if Kenny is not the person that you are projecting him to be or hopeful that he could be in all seriousness? Because that is a possibility. We did see Malik Willis go out there the other day. I don't know about you, but... It wasn't the best of performances. No, it was not. Now, he he quite literally got thrown in the deep end. He did. But but, but it, it was, wasn't the best of performances. It was not a Mona Lisa. All I'm saying is, I'm sure some Tennessee fans that are saying, man, shoot, I don't know about the league dude right now, man. The overreactive ones. And you have one say, oh, he's a rookie man. Patience, patience, patience. Once again, funny word, right? Patience, patience, patience. But <laughs> either way, people are going to look at him and have an opinion on him regardless, right? Tua Tagovailoa is another prime example of that. People are going to look at him, have the opinions on him. Last week, he was the worst quarterback. This week, they're saying he's a future Hall of Fame. MVP. Come on now. But they're saying he's going to need a wheelbarrow for his money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the, the 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 thing that I'm talking about is this, man. There is no surefire dude. So when you're trying to sell me on a Kenny Pickett, just guaranteeing that he's going to be better than a Mr. Trubisky, under what regard? Under what leg are you standing on? And that's the, the the part for me where 
I'm not all the way in agreement with Steeler Nation on this because it is so overreactive. And at times it is very unrealistic. And that's the part for me where, you know, just not really feeling it, man. I listen, I mean, there's there's a lot to parse through here. There absolutely is. I as it relates to Kenny Pickett, I'm with you. I think that there is again, not from everybody, but majority 70, 80% yeah. of, of Steelers fans and our and our listeners. Um that are thinking, hey, it can't be any worse. If we're going to struggle, let's at least struggle with the rookie and let him go through some of these growing pains and, and, you know, figure it out. I will just caution people, though. We've said that it can't be any worse thing a lot (laughs) over the last two years. You're making sense, Wes. You can't do that Particularly as it relates to certain elements of the offensive side of the football. Offensive line, run game, quarterback play, a lot of these things from Randy Feetner to Matt Canada. Can't be worse. It can't be any worse. It can always be worse. Thank you. And here's the thing. If it's worse with Mitch Trubisky, you haven't invested much in him. He's he's only on a two-year deal. He's making $8 million next year, which, hey, $8 million, Don't get me wrong. That's a lot of money. For a quarterback, that's nothing. That's, mm-hmm. that's on the lower end of, I think we would all agree, Mitch Trubisky at least would be a really good backup quarterback, mm-hmm. particularly if you're looking in the scope and the context of the National Football League and look around the rosters of, of the other guys that are backup quarterbacks in the league. To have a guy like Mitch Trubisky as your backup quarterback next year, let's say that's how it plays out for $8 million, is still really good value. You you have nothing to lose with Mitch Trubisky if he struggles this year, if the fan base turns on him, if his confidence gets shot. Nothing to lose. But what if all those things that I just laid out happen with Kenny Pickett? Ooh. What if he goes out there and his confidence gets shot? What if mm. he goes out there and he struggles? And don't think... Don't no, no, be, that's impossible to happen because... He plays for the Steelers. Don't be too proud to think, oh, I would never turn on Kenny. He's one of oh, our own. Of course he, not. He, no, he, he we went to never. Pitt. He's just a rookie. Mm-hmm. Half of this fan base turned turn- on Ben Roethlisberger last year. Bro, they turned on James Conner. What are we talking about? They'll turn on anybody. Man, you know that. <laughs> and if all those things, if Kenny goes in and it's still a disaster and he struggles and he's here in the Boo Birds and he's getting thrown under the bus and his confidence is waning and people in this town are talking about how it's a wasted pick and, oh, man, we should have, we could have drafted him in the third round and then this, that, and the other, right? And there, There is... Much more risk than I think the average fan wants to admit into just putting Kenny Pickett in there right now. And I'm sure it's a person listening and saying, man, that sounds like you're living in your fears. No, it's not living in your fears. It's called just using common sense from the NFL's level. And what I mean by that, not in a disrespectful tone, but just in the sense of probabilities. And we talk about this all of the time. Pull up the percentages of how many young first-round quarterbacks come in here and thrive in year one. And then show me the amount of first-round quarterbacks that come in the league and don't thrive in year one. So that way, all the outliers that people love to name initially, you can see why they're outliers because it is a very, very small sample size of the guys that can come in here year one and do it. And it's a lot greater of a sample size of those that struggle in year one trying to do it. And that's all we're saying. We're not saying that, you have to be fine or accepting of Mitch, and we think that Mitch is the future franchise quarterback. No, but what we're saying is this is a transition that we're going through. So understand that with transitions, you're going to have growing pains. At times, it's going to look good. At times, it's going to not look good. But we're still trying to figure all that out. You talk about an offensive coordinator who is in his second year, and we don't know if he is even capable of getting it done at this level because last year's context was a little bit different, right, with Ben Roethlisberger. So 
Now we're trying to see this year. Is he capable of it? Is he competent enough? Mitch Trubisky, he's trying to see if he can rewrite his Chicago time, which, by the way, he was a pro bowler, which, by the way, he did lead a team to the postseason. If it wasn't for a missed field goal, he actually would have had a playoff win. But I know in the sink of narrative, we don't ask how we ask how many. No, no, yep. we're just going to look over that. Yep. We'll, we'll overlook yep. all that because he did lead a team to the postseason. He did have a, play, a, po, a pro bowl as well. But that doesn't count, right? He, he's never done anything positive. I get it. And he had Matt Nagy there, which if we're talking coaching prowess, if we're talking offensive minds, I don't think Matt Nagy ranks up there with those you know, of the upper echelon. All I'm saying is, has he been god-awful? Has he been terrible? Are we going to act like we haven't seen him complete throws down the field? We can't highlight the Deontay Johnson growth and some of the catches he's been making downfield without looking at who's throwing him the ball in the manner in which he's doing that. And let's be real, you're going to tell me that two-point conversion, that wasn't a filthy throw. You're going to tell me the throw on third and 17 to Deontay Johnson on his back foot wasn't a filthy throw. You're going to tell me him rolling out, eluding a rush, hitting Deontay for a third and 10. That wasn't sweet. The 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 first, the first the one for 23 yards to George Pickles on the other sideline, that wasn't a good like, – right. these are the throws that when people say Mitch is terrible, Mitch can't do anything, Mitch is god-awful and all this, I'm like, well, how – am I supposed to forget those plays? Am I tripping? Now, we can say we need more of it, and that I do right. agree upon. right. But more of something doesn't mean that this player is terrible. More of something doesn't mean that this uh, player is the reason why we're bad on offense. That's not the case. Is he a part of it? Sure. But we could also talk about the run game, which has been highlighted. And it's not just on Najee, on both parties, Najee and O-line, because mm-hmm. the consistency is not there. But at the end of the day, when you're talking about the first two weeks, consistency is always going to be an issue because you're figuring it out. Yeah. You haven't played a full game. You know why? Because of the preseason. You don't play full games in the preseason. So this unit, this 2022 unit, they've only had two games collectively, all 11 together. Defensively, can't even say that just yet. Yeah. So when we say patience, it's not a seeking comfort. It's not a saying that, hey, we're fine with where we're at right now, which, by the way, I'm sure 1-1 one one is better than 0-2, but I digress. Yeah, Cincinnati, you want to talk about a panic button. Huh. But either way, at 1-1, one after all these changes that we've been going through, after everything that's been happening, I think we are going to be all right. That's all I'm saying. I understand, you know, people watching these first two games and how they played out and thinking, I'd like to see the offense take more chances. That you would think that the offense would be a little bit more progressed at this point. Tell me what is progressed, though. Because people think that this offense should average 30. People think that this yeah, offense well, should look. No, that's no, no. insane. But they think that because we have these skill position players that we should play like the Bengals play. But they forget why the Bengals are struggling. Because they're trying to play like that and they don't have the protection that they would need to on a plan and play out basis. When you're talking about stretching the field and attacking downfield longer routes, you put your offensive line in more situations to lose or, petis- or, partic- or potentially win. Excuse me on that. But we haven't seen them do that for four quarters where you're dropping back as much as some of those teams that do have the more explosive offenses. We can't look at Buffalo's offense and get a hard on and say, man, you know what? Man, why don't we look like that? Why don't we take those chances? Because we don't have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Our offensive line isn't one of the highest paid offensive lines. Are you serious? <laughs> it is the lowest paid offense in the National Football League here but you, but in you, Pittsburgh. We want, but, but we look at those type of offenses and we envy them. We get jealous and we have the nostalgia because we remember when our offense looked, used to look like that. But our team by design is not designed like that anymore. Correct. And, you know, 
uh, I think a lot of this gets back to to TJ Watt being out as well too. I mean oh, that's that's a big kicker for how this team is is designed right now. But uh, I'm with you. Listen, I I've seen a lot of the the reaction of look what they've done in the draft the last two years. It's been all offense early on, right? All skill position early. All on. skill position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver early on. Um, they went out in free agency and they brought in Mason Cole and they brought in James Daniels, right? The the offense needs to be – Matt Canada was a guy that they had on staff as the quarterback coach. They promoted him to the offensive coordinator. That was their decision to stay in-house and in, in these things, right? That the offense um, needs to be better. Mm-hmm. And listen, I I think we all agree the offense needs to be better without a, without a doubt. There's no doubt about that. But it's how we go about getting there. And I think how we go about getting there is not by, well, we got to get Kenny Pickett in there and see what he can do. Uh, we got to take all these monster shots downfield and, and throw 50-50 balls to, to Claypool and to Deontay and to Pat Fryermuth and take a lot of risks vertically. There's a balance there. There certainly is. I'm with the people. I, I would like to see the Steelers take a little bit more risk. Absolutely. But you know what? 100% we need them to. I also look back at the first two weeks of the season – and I think, okay, how did you get that win in Cincinnati? Hmm. You had to force five turnovers. Mm-hmm. You had to take care of the ball yourself. You needed some some good fortune on special teams with, with you know, McPherson missing some kicks that he normally doesn't miss with some snap issues there in Cincinnati. What happened in week two? Uh, you probably lost that game because you turned the ball over. And now I know that that wasn't on Mitch Trubisky. That was on Gunnar Olszewski with the, with the muff punt. But he still had two turnovers, and the interception was in the red Still had two turnovers. You still you had the Minka interception, right, but just the one forced turnover by the defense. And, and there's that kind of, you know, the complimentary football, and we know what the defense needs to do. We can sit there and we can talk about, hey, two plays before that Gunner muff. If Cam Sutton holds on to that interception, right, we're probably singing a different tune today. We're 2-0, and and we're playing the Super Bowl parade and all these different things, right? That is the thin margins that this team is built upon. Make no mistake about that. That was intentional. That was how this thing was designed, for the defense to lead the way, for the defense to force turnovers and get after the quarterback, and the offense to do just enough. And you got Chris Boswell, a great kicker, and you got Presley Harvin, a great punter. I I don't think we can lose sight of that just yet. And like I said... You talk about a monkey wrench being thrown into that equation, into that game plan. You lose the best defensive player in the National Football League. Well, guess what? That's going to change how you can operate a little bit. But it was still there last week. I think we, we can point to that one key switch there where Cam Sutton, great play, great position, just unable to snag that interception. Yeah. Two plays later, the unfortunate muff by Gunner, who is one of the best at what he does in the National Football All League. All pro. All pro. It's frustrating. It, it sometimes is, is that close. But you know what, Steelers fans? You're going to have to get used to that for the next 15 weeks. Because that is what this team was built on. That is how this team was designed. With the highest paying defense in the NFL, the lowest paid offense in the National Football League, and an offense that, mind you, is still littered with guys on their rookie contracts. I mean, look across the offensive line. How many of those, two of those guys are still on their rookie contracts? Yep. Pat Fryermuth, Najee Harris still on their rookie contracts. George Pickens is a rookie. Chase Claypool still on his rookie deal. This is a, it's a young offense. It's an inexperienced offense in a lot of ways. And it is one that is operating without a future Hall of Fame quarterback under center, at least for now. I was about to say, we don't, we don't know that just <laughs> at yet. At least we for don't know now. that just yet. Chill out. <laughs> 
I'm 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 right there with you in sharing in some of those frustrations of Steeler Nation. I would like to see the offense try and push the ball a little bit more downfield. But again, we we got to remember how this team is constructed. And I tell you what, it took two turnovers against New England to lose that game. <laughs> to lose it by three. To lose it by three. Not by 30, by three. It took a plus five turnover margin against Cincinnati to win that game. All it took was a minus one turnover margin against New England to lose that game. That's the margins. That's the razor's edge that this team is mm-hmm. is going to be performing on for the season. And I'm not saying you have to like it. Man, but, I wish Randy was here right now. But, but, not Feekner, the other Randy. I'm you just may not like it. Oh, man, that's the one. But accept it. Sometimes I need him to pull up like that. Thank you, man. Thank, thank you, Mr. Macho. It's a, it's a, Mozi and I talked about this leading up through the season. And I know we got to get the break here, and I'm rambling a little bit. But uh-uh, we ain't taking no I've break. Been, I've, been holding this, I've been holding this. City. We're just going to do two hours we, straight we here with no two breaks. hours straight, no break. No chases. <laughs> I told you guys this. Back at OTAs or after the draft, we were doing a show, and I said, hey, this is going to be a real gut-check season for Steeler Nation. Mm. The standards to standard, fans. Because you can't jump ship. Standards to standard. I'm not saying that this team's going to win four games and bottom out, but it's going to be a lot of what we've seen in the first two weeks. It's going to be games that are going to come down to every snap, every play, and are going to be won or lost, and maybe even drawn, <laughs> on the thinnest of margins. So if you nauseous, you better get you some Dramamine, you better get you some Pepto-Bismol, you better get you somebody to rub your tummy, because that's what it's going to be, and the standard's the standard for fans as well. So I don't want to see no jump ship, I don't want to see no, oh man, I'm turning in my terrible towel, I don't want to see no, man, I just can't support this team anymore until we get a better product. I don't want to hear none of that, because the standard is the standard, and that goes for all of us. So support your team and support the players that are out there. Stop booing the guys. Like, what are we doing here? I just, part of me, Motsi, and I already know, and then we'll go to break here, and I'll get the tweets of telling everybody telling me, oh, you're just a mountaineer who hates Kenny Pickett. Part of me would love it if they threw Kenny Pickett out there. You you know, like, like the cynical part, yes. But the because in, terms, in terms of wanting us to win in his future, that's the part right, where I'm like, right. I don't want that. But the cynical part, absolutely. Because I, 100% in, I agree with you. In the margins... They could throw Kenny Pickett out there and things could get a little bit better. But in the bigger picture, it's mm-hmm. still not going to be what people want. Exactly. It's still not going to be 300 yards and three touchdown passes and a, you know, it will, it will just 30, be, 30 to 17 be, wins. It would just be more variations of comfort being seeked. Right now, the comfort is in the manner of we need mass changes. The comfort would then shift to, oh, he's a young guy. We know this. But either way. This is a positive day. You know why? Because it's a game day tomorrow. So we're not going to get up here and give you this doom and gloom. Oh, we, give got you the, this we got the tweets pause rolling pause in, pause I tell you what. No, we're not going to do that. What we are going to do is go to break. When we come back, we will address some of these tweets because we got time today. And you know we're going to sing songs too. So make sure you get your score predictions in as well for today at the Body 52 and at Wesley Euler. This is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 